Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solis, and with me is my very, very, very talented friend, who is an incredibly giving person. She's a mixed with DC, Gina. Aw, thanks, Louise. Can you call my children and tell them that? Because they tell me don't do anything. Oh, rats. Well, you know, they say the nuts don't fall far from the tree. Well, I tell everybody all the good jobs they do. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you. Of course. Of course. I'll course. accept it. Good. And you should. Um, so here's a little bit for you. Um, America has about 1.3 million charitable nonprofits, speaking of speaking of giving, right? And these organizations play a vital role, obviously, in creating a better world for all of us by addressing social, economic, and environmental issues, as well as by providing essential services and promoting active engagement. They feed, heal, shelter, educate, inspire, enlighten, and nurture people of every age, gender, race, and socioeconomic status from coast to coast, from border to border, and beyond. They foster civic engagement and leadership, drive economic growth, and strengthen the fabric of our communities every single day. So it's obviously, it's worth stating. So there's no question that a strong nonprofit sector is a key to creating thriving communities for all of us. Absolutely. So the question is, why don't we engage more, right? Because the truth is, these organizations need active participation and continuous engagement to function. So the question is, how can nonprofits get more people to get and stay involved? Well, today's designated drinker has been facing these challenges for about 15 years as an active board member and now serving as the current president of Equality Nova, formerly Arlington Gay and Lesbian Alliance. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We feel honored that you're here. I'm glad to be here. We need need more things about the community as a large. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So let's get into that. Tell us, I want to get to find out all about you, Mm -hmm. all about Muffy, but first I want our listeners to really understand um, what is Equality Nova? Equality Nova was founded in 1981 uh, as the Arlington Gay and Lesbian Alliance. Uh, We're the oldest continuously operating LGBT organization in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, At that time, it was primarily simply a safe social space organization for primarily gay men. There were some lesbians involved. Bisexual and transgender weren't even even on terms that were really in the colloquial discussion at the point in time. Um, And at that point, really, when we were formed, you talk to some of the initial members, they would park several streets away from where they were meeting at the house so that no one knew what was the gay destination house so that no one got arrested. Um, and then over a course of time, when we got into the early 90s, there began to be a much more safe, inclusive place was developing in Arlington. Everyone now thinks that Arlington is this super, uh, super inclusive thing that everyone has nothing to worry about. Um, but back then, it was still an early developing place, um, and there was no human rights ordinance that includes sexual orientation. Um, and so the board members reached out to Ellen Bosman, uh, who was at that time the chairman of the Arlington Board, um, uh, chairman of the Arlington County Board. And she suggested, you know, what I think you really need to do is that next step is we go beyond social events. 
uh, get involved in community organizations, community service activities, get involved in nonpartisan political awareness and make sure that everyone is then seeing you out there and about so that everyone knows that they're your mothers, your brothers, your sisters, your fathers, your uncles. And then with that, you'll be able to then draw in more relations. And that has really been a key. And so that was then in the mid-90s, uh, we then adopted a tripartite mission of social activities, community service activities, and nonpartisan political awareness. And soon thereafter, um, moved to getting a 501c3 designation, and have had that ever since. That's when you could take money from people. Yeah. And then use it for actual funds, and then nobody can uh, tell you that you did something wrong. Good job. That's a hard thing to get. Yeah. No, it really is. It's really. It, it's a it's a, a laborious process to go through and getting that designation. Um, the paperwork behind running a five hundred one c three, a lot of people don't realize what's in that until they're actually in those governing roles. Uh, I served as treasurer of AGLA for ten years. Taxes. Uh, the filing those tax forms every year, making sure that we've got all of the documents filed with the state corporations commission. Uh, so the, making sure that you're truly a corporation in good standing um, and keeping those books audited, uh, getting involved in uh, national listings like Network for Good and other similar listings so that then there's literally a, nowadays, there wasn't 20 years ago, but nowadays corporations are looking for a reason to be able to document that they've checked the box. Oh yeah. Um, and so they go out and they wanna make sure that while they're checking the box, that they're giving the money to someone who is an organization that's in good standing, files all their taxes, has them audited. Uh, and so they'll go out and just list, pull out from the IRS and then they create these designations of levels. Um, and we've been able to be that. So when you go on Facebook, for instance, you can create Facebook fundraisers um, anytime you type the word fundraiser, it yep. prompts you, are you wanting to create a fundraiser? What it does is it's going into a database um, that's from Network for Good uh, that pulls up all of the in good standing nonprofits so you can then generate a fundraiser for them. That's great. Did you even know that it was that complicated? No, I knew it was just from being on boards, understanding now. I've never done it myself. I just know it's a very complicated space. The government makes it complicated for you to take care of other people. As a government bureaucrat, I, it, making things complicated gives me a salary. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, no, no. I think, no, I, first of all, I applaud you for keeping your, um, for keeping your, um, my gosh, your association, like, like in good standing. It's a really hard thing to do. And sometimes I do stuff with um, really great people that don't really do the work that's in the due diligence of their 501c3, and then you can't give them a check. And when you get like somebody from like say like a big company to sponsor, and then you have like all this money and you did all the work to get it and you can't take it, that's like really it's a low it's a blow to your gut. Right? Yeah, of course. So good for you for that because that's really hard. But also, more applaudable is creating a space that is safe and, and especially before in a time where it wasn't safe and now is definitely more acceptable. But there's still. You know, no one's, I feel like no one's talking about, like, all the things that are still going on in D.C. and, like, how bad it still is on 17th Street. My friend was just, like, our very good friend was just attacked on, on uh, 17th Street walking home by a bunch of kids, a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. You know, you know, just and lived, has lived in DuPont for, you know, 21 we just had years. A board, we just had a member of our board of directors um, be the victim of a carjacking in Alexandria. Wow. Um, at 5 p.m. at night. Uh, at a gas station. I mean, so uh, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, so I mean, the level of engagement that is still needed. I think it's one of the things 
that we suffer in this area, organizations like AGLA, now known as Equality Nova, suffer from the fact that there's this belief that, oh, it's kind of, we've got all, we've made all this progress and we've got all these things. There's, while well, we've made a lot of progress, most of those things that we've made progress haven't been enshrined in statute in yeah. federal law, so they can be taken away with a strike of a pen. Um, and we still have a long way to go. Even when you look at, you know, our organization was founded to cover Arlington. Um, we then, once we got our feet under us, we then began to help getting organizations uh, like the Alexandria Gay and Lesbian Community Association. We founded it, helped found that. Um, then what became known as Equality Fairfax and what became known as Equality Loudon and Equality, Equality Culpepper. Um, all of those organizations have now went away. Equality Loudon is trying to come back. Um, even the Alexandria Gay and Lesbian Community Association um, could not keep a board to be able to continue uh, in, in a city like Alexandria. Yeah. Um, and so we began to evolve our organization about seven years ago to take on more than just Arlington. Um, then you get to the point of recognizing once we were hit with the pandemic, and everyone hit with the pandemic, everyone kind of froze and adjusted their model for a little while. And now that we've came out of that as a matter of, okay, where does the entire Northern Virginia stand, recognizing that now it's not just Alexandria and Arlington, it's also Fairfax still doesn't have a I like to refer to our organizations as broad-based community associations that are community-based and community-led. Um, and that doesn't exist across broad spectrum for any LGBTQ organization. There's lots of little individual pieces, might be just social activities or just bowling or just dancing, what have you. I jokingly have said that if there's an activity that two or more gays or lesbians do, they've got their own association <laughs> for it. <laughs> and that really becomes a challenge because everyone's involved in their specific individual activity of Siloed. interest as opposed to being involved and, inter and interested in the community at large. And you, I think at the baseline, you cannot, you have to remember and function from the understanding that you can't spell the word community without the word unity in it. Yeah. It's not spelled communified. Yeah. Merriam-Webster can teach us a really simple lesson. Stop <laughs> fighting with each other, get unified and stand by one another. The diversity that we have is actually our strength, not our weakness. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a truth in life in general. I mean, that's something that's Absolutely. Uh, you could be applied across all things. And it was those those kind of baselines about geography and about um, also the expansion of the LGBT alphabet, <laughs> you know, LGBTQIA, SS, um, <laughs> that kind of led us to, okay, we need to take that next step as an organization, get rid of just Arlington in its name. We had moved to Arlington-Alexandria for a while to cover um, and to send a message that we were covering Alexandria. So yeah, ah. um, and then that enabled us to come back also to say that we needed to also look Fairfax is in need. Um, so let's adjust the whole thing. Um, also the logo that we've been using for years, while I doubt if you pick 90, 100 people off the street, I bet 99 of them would never know. Our logo used to be a purple triangle that had a little circle in purple that had this little block style thing that looked like a typical government building unless you know Arlington County. That government building that was built out of basically Legos <laughs> was Lee House. Oh my God, yeah. 
and in a in a current time and day, yeah. having an organ having an organization's logo that included something that stood for Lee yeah. House. Yeah. Get with it, folks. Yeah. Um, and the folks being myself and my fellow board members. And so <laughs> we initially started the year with a desire to let's at least um, get rid of that Lee House insignia, and so we went just to just a triangle. Um, and then thought, let's start a conversation with the community, see where we need to go. And I was like, within four weeks, it's like, no, we just need to get off our butts and actually do it. We can then listen for a year. Uh, and so we're, what we're doing now is, as Equality Nova, it's under a, a DBA or a fictitious name that's registered with the Commonwealth of Virginia so that we're totally legal, totally above board. But we can then, for the next year, Function as Equality Nova. We're gonna we're going by right now AGLA now as now known as Equality Nova, and the plan is in about five months we'll drop off that and we'll then jo just go as Equality Nova with a tagline under it, formerly AGLA. So we can kind of move that whole branding. Your, your exercise. transition to the world of prints. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't know that we're gonna have a symbol with a curly cue and an arrow on it, but. but the Lord knows there's certainly are plenty of curly cues and arrows around there for us to be pointing at. <laughs> I mean, a, a world of print sounds okay to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right with that. purple rain. And pur purple has always been Agla's color, so with that, you yeah, that would kind of see play it fits. Into it as well. See, I'm in it branding, just so you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not just a pretty face over here. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, t we'll take some pro bono assistance. You got yourself another job. There you go. There and you go. know what? It's a job that pays back because that's like fulfilling your soul. It is. It, it is. is. There no, is absolutely. something to be said about it. I said you do more. No, I, I, and we all should give more. You're right. You're right. Pro bono, if you can do it in kind, if you can do it, personal time, all of the, all of the things. I totally agree. So how would one get involved? Um, to get involved in Equality Nova, go to equalitynova.org. Uh, if you can, we own a number of domain names that all redirect, so yeah. you can go to. And it doesn't matter. We'll have that on our website. We'll make sure it's all in the episode notes. Absolutely, so and you can redirect all day long, yeah. <laughs> so no one will get lost. <laughs> and so go there. Uh, we've got everything from history of the organization. There's a join tab if you want to just. If you're one of the joiners, there's fewer and fewer joiners, which has made it harder and harder to sustain community organizations yep. Yep. over the years. Make a donation. Uh, look at some of the events that we have. There's a, an events tab that shows some of our major events that we have uh, throughout the year, throughout uh, on a regular basis, month to month. Um, and just show up. Yeah. Show up and show out is what I would like to say. You know, it used to be for years and years that the organization went had a tagline of uh, we're out in Arlington. And then once we took over Alexander, then we're out in Northern Virginia. And it's really, we've also said that you know, Virginia's always like to said, Virginia's for lovers. Well, of course, Virginia's for lovers, let's, unless you love someone the same sex. Yes. Yeah. So we've had our own set of various taglines to put that in the face, because Lord knows uh, Richmond's not exactly been supportive of anyone Imagine in Northern that. Virginia. If, you, if, if you're not a cis white male that's gonna give them tax money, then they really don't care about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's a hard thing to tackle, sorry. That's a hard thing to tackle. The state of Virginia and moving and moving further south, like, like, it is, so conservative with sexuality and like and so closeted still to this day that you're taking on like a, i mean outside of northern virginia you're taking on a place where no one talks about anything and, and then and your state just flipped i believe your state flipped to republican yeah, right yumkin is that am i, am uh, yeah, I right yeah, it go, did. yeah governor yumkin yeah right, so yeah. sorry and like i can't even believe thankfully that that the state happened. senate is still in uh democratic control so we have and i think and even we're lucky even 
there is still, it does still exist, a moderate Republican and a moderate Democrat in the Virginia General Assembly, um, which is thankfully, because we see what's happening across the states, you know, like Tennessee with Governor Lee just enacting a bill to outlaw uh, drag performances and saying that those become adult performances. Um, you know, God help us. Uh, That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so we've got to make sure that we're confronting those things actively. And I think it's organizations like Equality Nova that provide that base to be able to then bring people together to then be able to activate and mobilize against these kinds of just bigoted, um, outright misogynistic and homophobic uh, intentions. And I think as a general rule, the, it's, the other reason why these community organizations are so critical is most people really don't have the misogyny and racism and bigotry that is coming out. Um, most of them are actually being stoked up by that small group who then want to go in and say, hey, we're going to stoke up this rest of the 95 by this language of fear. And then those 90, the broader group has a fear of the unknown. So we have to be out there expressing ourselves honestly in a polite, calm way, not coming back and being combative and saying, hey, look at all the great stuff we do. We're just like you. We just happen to have someone that we love of the same sex. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> what? It's just a lot. It's a lot. You see, you're you see, you're brought up with eyes wide open, right? In in cities. Oh yeah, absolutely. in big cities, right? You yep. didn't grow up in like a small place where like this is completely acceptable. Yep. And to to be closeted and like to not to not um, participate. So like it's it's hard to hear. It's hard for you to hear, but it's also insane that this is what we're still dealing with in 2023, right? That this is like something on the table when such bigger global issues are happening. Absolutely. And sexuality should just be sexuality, whatever it is, and how you identify yourself or who you love or whatever should just be fine. And if you guys all want to evolve to smooth parts, sounds like a fucking plan to me. But like we as humans need to take better care of each other. Yep. And that's the that's the that's the gospel truth. You just need to take care of each other. Yes. Regardless of what you are, who you are, and just be proud of that. And like it's very it's alarming and I and I applaud you because like I, I know so I know what those those cities look like. I've been to those cities and, and like helped my friends advocate and do things. And so many they, times it's a twisting of the word. I mean it and it's almost not so much time, it's like almost always a twisting of the word. Um, I was born and raised inside a Southern Baptist church. I can quote the Bible back and forth to almost anyone that wants to get me into a Bible fight back and forth for them. <laughs> um, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that says that unless you want to go back to the clobber passages, which then you have to be selective. Oh, well, we're going to use the clobber passages about thou shalt not lie with another man, but we're going to ignore the next one that says, um, oh, shellfish are also a sin. So. Um, it's okay to have shrimp, yeah. and it's okay to touch a football, um, a pigskin. Yeah. But um, oh, the other, we're gonna just say, oh, yeah, don't don't lie down with a man. Yeah, yeah. just pick and choose. Pick and choose. Pick yeah. and choose, and then go and stoke a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and stoke a fire. I like that. I think it's um, yeah. Let's have a drink. Let's get ready for something. I yeah. Let's let's tip, let's drink. do your let's do let's lighten up a little bit. Let's do your tip. Okay. Let's see where we, where it goes yeah. from there. Man, another can in my life, right? Do you think I would ever just be showing you cans? Well, this is lychee fruit. 
Now, if you've ever cleaned lychee fruit, you will know that lychee fruit is a royal pain in the butt to clean. Now, this seems much easier, right? You just take the lid and you pull the edge and you probably put it down on the counter because you're not crazy like myself because you can cut yourself like that, right? Well, for you guys, I'll do anything. So this is lychee fruit in heavy syrup. Now, why is it in heavy syrup? Because that's how they pack it, right? Um, if you've been paying attention to our episodes, we just we did a couple episodes back. We did um, uh, Loganberry. This is lychee. Now we know the difference, right? Lychee's a little bit pink. It has a pink hue to it. It's a little bit different. It smells like like a little bit like roses. It is a natural scent. They do not put rose water in this, right? And you're like, ew, how am I gonna use this in my drink? Well, one, you should snack on them because they're actually delicious. Two, you can use the syrup in your drink and do it with soda water, vodka, and just the lychee uh, syrup, which is kind of wonderful. And then lastly, how I like to use this is I muddle these, right? So I take them, put them in the bottom of my glass. Maybe I put like a teaspoon or a bar spoon or so of the syrup. And I just gently press this in the bottom. And then I pack it with ice after. Because I really don't love salad drinks. That's what I call them when you have too much stuff in your drink. And then you're like, it's getting sucked in there. Just add your ice, you pack it in the bottom of your glass. And it pairs really well with like really bright citrus. It loves lemon. It loves uh, limes. It also loves accompanying flavors like ginger or turmeric. So when you're using this, it's kind of wonderful. Now, if you're at home like me, I have kids, right? So every now and again, you're gonna have to make a cocktail, a kid's cocktail for them. So lychee, a little bit of syrup uh, with children, and I throw it in there and it smells like flowers. And they'll say, mom, I feel like I'm drinking a garden. And maybe you are. But it's really quite lovely. So you can just take a little twist of uh, lemon, put it over the top, and just throw it in. Because you know what? Sometimes you just don't need the alcohol. So cheers. Jenna, I love lychee. I don't. I can't tell you how much lychee I ate in Hawaii. You just took me back to the island. Thank you. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. I also like the idea of just using like the syrup from the lychee too, right? It's like so like floral and all the notes and like just making like a non-alcoholic drink, incorporating it into you know, something new for like if you have kids or you're not drinking anymore, it's just like to change it up a little bit. You know what I mean? You don't have to always have alcohol with every single thing. And like, you know, for me, I would say like incorporate um, children in it. But, you know, honestly, sometimes, sometimes, believe it or not, I do practice a little moderation. You know, like I don't drink every day. I try to like... Yes, you know, be sober sometime. <laughs> I feel like people think I might be a fall down lush-ish kind of woman. I can be on Saturdays. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my point. My point is is that explore the things that you're not sure of and like oh. yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's bringing up beautiful flavors, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, just don't like be opinionated that lychee is only one thing because it's really not. It's not. It can be many things. It can. Obviously, it's, it's, it's delicious. Changing. Yes. <laughs> but we do want more than just the tip. Yes. Full. <laughs> we want the full ball. All right. So uh, 
Tell us where you get that trick then, Gina. You can get that at designateddrinker.show. And if you feel like watching this, you can go to Instagram and watch our uh, my little tutorial on a lychee. Watch Gina in action. You can watch me in action in yeah. my floral notes. <laughs> and if you didn't catch that website, just don't worry. Just go ahead and scroll down through your episode notes. You'll find that uh, link to our website. Again, you'll get all the... Uh, archived episodes plus all the recipes um everything about gina we'll give you her home phone number and we will also (laughs) give you a link to equality nova um if you're in the dc area the northern virginia area you definitely want to get involved find out more and if you're not find something in your own area so all of this brings brings us to the end of part one with daniel hayes president of equality nova but if you're anything like me or gina one round is just never enough so go ahead go off top off that cocktail and get ready for part two of this episode as we continue our boozy banter and gina shares her daniel inspired cocktail that is equal parts delicious and fabulous and speaking of fabulous, we're going to find out all about Daniel's uh, alter ego, if you will, Muffy Blake Stevens. So hurry back. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcast is Roger That a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.